You're listening to the Nomcast, a proud member of Forgotten Entertainment. Hello, and welcome to the Nomcast the Netflix original movie podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomCastPod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check us out on the web at NomCastPod.com. All right, thanks for joining us. Tremendous episode for you today. Actress Michaela Conlon is on the show. She, of course, is known largely for her role as Angela Montenegro in the long-running Fox TV series Bones. She's also known for her more recent TV roles, in Yellowstone for Paramount, and currently on season two of For All Mankind on Apple TV+. But a lot of what we are going to talk about today is her role as Maria Lee in the surprise hit prank comedy Bad Trip, starring Eric Andre, Little Rel Howery, and Tiffany Haddish, and produced by jackass legend Jeff Tremaine. We will discuss how she got involved in a movie like this, how she prepared for the insanity to follow, what scenes were the hardest to do, and what she is up to right now. If this is your first time listening to the Nomcast, be sure to check out the rest of our Netflix movie content, including more interviews like these, on our website, nomcastpod.com, or on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maybe give us a nice review while you're there. That would be great. All right, after this quick break, we will be joined by the delightful Michaela Conlon. Thanks so much for listening. Forgotten Cinema is getting romantic for our eighth season and just in time for Valentine's Day as we cover the 90s ensemble drama, Beautiful Girls. We'll then do a complete 180 as we dive into some spy films, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Spy Game. We'll find out why white men can't jump and whether you should shoot to kill while enjoying a Frankenweenie. Nope, that doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? This season will also feature our 100th episode of Forgotten Cinema. Feels like 100 years. Don't I know it. Forgotten Cinema. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, that's a hint. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. I am very excited and delighted to be joined by Pookie Noodlin herself, Michaela Conlon. Michaela, thank you so much for doing this. Oh my God, sure, sure, sure thing. A lot of people have been binge watching TV shows during the pandemic. I am no different. Uh, my wife and I are actually doing the Bones rewatch right now. So this is wild timing. Oh, my uh, God. How funny. <laughs> and of course, uh, most of the time I make the incredibly dumb mistake of cooking a very nice meal and then sitting down to watch an episode that I know for a fact is going to have like rats eating someone's eyeball or something like that in the first two minutes. And I do this constantly and I hate myself for doing it. I know you should, you should have been around when we were filming that stuff. It was like, they would just bring in buckets of, of cockroaches very early in the morning. (laughs) 
And that's one of your things, right? I think I saw that on one of your interviews that that's like a no go for you, right? You're not a roach person at all. Yes, it really, I I have a real cockroach phobia. I mean, I've been lucky, knock on wood, I haven't seen one in a little while, but um, yeah, they're not my favorite. (laughs) They're not my favorite. Yeah, those early apartments will get you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Have you been binging any shows during this time? I mean, the pandemic, that's been like everybody's saying, maybe on Netflix, maybe with an ill-advised meal yourself. (laughs) I know, exactly. Um, I definitely kicked, you know, COVID off really kind of a little lowbrow. I I was watching that Love is... um, Love is Blind, that that reality oh, yeah. show, which I, I never watched stuff like that. But I think it was just, you know, we were all in sort of a, you know, a heightened psychological state last year. But um, that I definitely watched that. But I also, you know, try to swing to other stuff. We watch, I watched a teacher on FX, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, my gosh, um, we're watching. What else are we? My husband really likes um, Big Mouth. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, nice. we, yeah, we want we, we watch a lot of different stuff around here. So, yeah, but I haven't I haven't watched a, I haven't rewatched Bones in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. Do you ever do that? Do you watch stuff? Or, I can't even listen back outside of the edit of my own podcast. So I would imagine how hard it has to be to like rewatch stuff for yourself, even if it pops up on television. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I don't like to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. It's always, it's always just, you know, you question every decision you make and yeah. So. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it would be doubly hard to watch bad trip again, which is the reason why you're here today. Um, what made you want to do a movie like this, a, a prank style comedy uh, with guys, you know, from, you know, obviously Eric Andre and, and Jeff Tremaine is like a, a, a god in some areas for, for the prank style comedy guys uh, being a part of Jackass for all these years. Yes. And he's such a lovely. They're all so lovely, um, honestly, uh, which is funny because they, you know, their their work is so crazy. So um, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're actually like very grounded, lovely people. But um, honestly, you know, at the point after Bones ended, I just really wanted to do as many different things as I could do. Um, because, you know, you play one character for, for a very, very long time and, you know, our hiatuses were very short on that show. So, um, it was, you know, when we were finished, I was like, oh man, I want to, I want to try this and, you know, try this style of show. It just sort of, I don't know. I was just grab. I found myself gravitating towards very different things. And, um, this script came along and I, I just really, <laughs> I just, those guys, I just think are so, so funny and, and smart. And, um, it, the, the, the casting process alone made me want to do the show even more. So, um, <laughs> I mean the movie even more. So, um, it was, it was a really, it's just been a, it's been a great experience working with those guys. They're, they're wonderful. Do you like to watch things like Jackass or Bad Grandpa or even like the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff? It seems to be there's a lot of examples of this coming around now. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, I definitely had seen all of those movies. I mean, I think the thing about them and certainly the thing that I I it was so interesting to find out upon making it was just that real people are just so interesting <laughs> they, <Yeah. they're, laughs> you know as an actor you you very rarely get a chance to 
you know, perform, you know, across from somebody who is, is a, is a person living their life, you know, it's, um, and I, I was, I found, I, I really actually, I'm going to miss that, you know, like I, 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 I really liked not knowing what the hell was going to happen at any moment in that shoot. And I think that that's the beauty of those movies is that, you know, people sometimes need a break from watching actors come up with ways to do things, you know, sure. <laughs> I think that someone reacting is just like, I don't know. It was, it's like my favorite parts of the movie. So how much of that was on the page? You said you enjoyed the script beforehand. How much uh, like knowledge did you know of what was going to happen before it happened? Right. Right. Um, Very little, but I had watched, you know, I had watched um, Eric's show. I had seen Eric's show on, um, on Adult Swim. So I kind of had, you know, I knew a little bit about, about his style. And then, you know, my screen test for my quote unquote screen test for the movie was, was a real, they put me in a very real live prank situation. So that was sort of, once that happened, I sort of understood where their heads were, you know, it was easier for me to get on board. Yeah. I heard about that in my research for my listeners. Do you mind uh, sharing that story again? It's at the men's express, right? Yes. Yes. At a, at a indoor mall here in Los Angeles, obviously this was all pre COVID, but um, yeah, you know, I had a very traditional casting process up to a certain point, you know, I read with Eric and met the director and we said, okay, we really, really love you, but it was just one final thing. We have to meet at the the Glendale Galleria at 1 p.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday. And I was like, okay, great. Are there, you know, is there a script or size? Just, no, no, just, just show up. So, you know, I, I showed up and they, they said, all right, in 10 minutes, you're going to go into that store and you're going to accuse the director of, you know, uh, cheating on you and, and just make a big scene and we're going to film it and go. That was sort of the... <laughs> That was literally, that was literally how it went. And so they sort of watched secretly from the store and, and I ended up just getting this, you know, causing a big scene. And then the manager of the store came down and was like, (laughs) ended up saying, you know, hugging me and like almost crying and telling me that she had had a boyfriend cheat on her. And, you know, she understood, understood where I was coming from and, oh, it was just, it went on and on and on. And it was just, um, it was it was the best way. It was a very very smart thing for them to do because I think it also it was it was for me too. I was able to be like, is this something that I'm interested in doing? You know, bringing these right. people, real people into situations, and um, it's so addicting. Actually, it's really fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the highs are very high. So um, yeah, that was. It, I'm glad it worked out. Did you have any prepper? Like, how do you prepare for a movie like this? Like, I heard that David Boreanaz uh, likes to play pranks on set uh, of Bones or mess with people on the set. Like, does that help at all? Or did you have any kind of improv training? What'd you do? Yeah. um, No, I wouldn't say that David. (laughs) I wouldn't say that David pulling pranks was 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 that helpful in this particular arena. I think it was more. you know, I felt, I don't know, I, I, those guys created a very safe environment for for me. I know that might have not been the case for <laughs> from what I hear from, from you know, Lil Rel and other people on the, the movie where things went kind of haywire. But I felt like they, they created these sort of like little pods of 
of madness that we were allowed to work in. And um, I don't know. I think maybe it was just wanting to do something different that I, I was, I don't know. I, I felt it was just a very freeing experience to do it with those guys. And um, I don't, I can't say that there's anything particularly um, specific from bones that trained me to do it other than maybe just working and like <laughs> right. doing that for many, many years. But um, no, I think it was just being able to, for, I think somebody saying, Hey, jump is a really freeing thing. You know, when you're given permission to do that, it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah. Did you run into anything? Like, how did they screen it to where they didn't know who you all are? I mean, you're obviously, you know, TV and movie stars and, you know, a lot of people might be recognizing you and then the jig would be up or even like security concerns like that. Like you said, a lot of things might go haywire. Right. Uh, right. How, how is that framework done? Um, they, you know, I think because people, it was so many of the, of the, of the days that we shot were literally in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, I think, and the way that they set the cameras up, you know, they're hidden, obviously. So it's not like you're walking onto a movie set and people are aware of what's going on. They're just, they're walking to work, they're walking home. You're in, you know, you're in Atlanta, people are just living their life. So I think that, thinking that it was Tiffany Haddish or thinking that it was Eric Andre. I, I don't think people's brains were in that space. So right. I think you have a couple of minutes before <laughs> they get there, you know, and I think those guys are real geniuses at taking advantage of that time. Um, they're, they're just very good at it. They, they just know how to, how to pick people. And, you know, we do seen several times, um, you know, and they would change, you know, drastically depending upon who was in the room. So, um yeah yeah absolutely um as you have some of the funniest parts for me in this film like that montage in the middle like the daydream kind of sequence that eric has oh my God. With, uh, I the know. wedding and all the the meat cutes of sorts uh, <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest ones you're ever gonna use that term for yes. um what was the hardest one to pull off for you oh wow um, that's a great question. Uh, I think, pro well, geez, <laughs> probably, I mean, the, you know, making out with the priest was definitely, um, a completely crazy, crazy afternoon. Um, <laughs> just because people, you know, I, there was a, you didn't see it in the movie, but there was, a you know, my, my, uh, the character's father, walks her down the aisle, you know, it's a full blown wedding. You didn't see all oh, wow. of that. So we had to set that up for the the people in the audience to think that it was actually a wedding. So, you know, that was very surreal <laughs> just having <laughs> some, you know, a man's tongue in your ear that has like a priest costume on is very strange <laughs> in many, in many ways. It was, it was definitely like a, it, it just, it was a crazy day. We did, we, we did that a few times. So um, that was probably technically the hardest just because right. so many things, there was a lot more people in that scene and, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, it was also very fun. So. Yeah. I would assume the boardroom one wasn't very easy either, especially. Yeah, with no, that one was tricky. Yeah, exactly. The doves, the timing of the doves coming out of the table was really hilarious, you know, cause there, that was a whole separate cue and we had to make sure we didn't squish the doves when we were. Right. them. <laughs> 
um, and Eric coming through the wall. And yeah, that was a crazy day. <laughs> uh, well, it seems like a lot of people love this movie. Uh, myself, like it's been on the Netflix top 10 all over the world and, and for weeks on end, it seems. Why do you think this movie has worked for so many people? Yeah. Um, I honestly really feel like, you know, it was a couple different things. I think, you know, I think that the, there's a kindness to people that, that you really, I don't think anyone expected to get from a comedy like this, you know, a prank based comedy. I think people, you know, for the most part, wanting to help these characters out, um, more often than not is, it was a very surprising thing for people to realize. I think it has more heart and, um, optimism than, than other movies like this. You know, I think that, um, I think that, you know, the Sasha Baron Cohen movies are, they're so brilliant. They're just, they're, they're, it's, it's showing sort of a, just a very different side of people. Right. And I just think this movie just, I don't know. I think that, I also think in knowing those guys, they're, they're, they have a real, um, they're very kind and, um, you know, Eric and Katow and those guys, they, they, they're, it doesn't surprise me that that's sort of what they chose to, to make, to make the movie, to have, to have, to make this movie up, you know, it's sort of like that part makes sense to me, but I also just think the timing of the movie, I think like we're, we're very, you know, we're in a place in the world where we're, things have seemed seemingly calmed down a little tiny bit. <laughs> we're getting right. a little bit better. So I think that helps too, but I don't know. There's just a purity to the movie that I think surprised everybody. And um, it's just, it's just very cool to be a part of it. Yeah. Weirdly, it's kind of, even though they're similar in theory, I think it, the, a movie like this, and especially a lot of the jackass stuff seems to be the opposite of Sasha Baron Cohen's stuff in a way like mm -hmm. uh, Sasha Baron kind of does this like almost gotcha stuff. He's trying to make the other people look bad or feel mm -hmm. bad a lot. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. this, like the jackass guys and er Eric Andre picking up the mantle right here is, you know, it's a lot of it is against you or like, or sharing some kind of like in some optimism, you're not really doing anything to harm anyone. They're just having an experience. Do you feel like that's the case? Yes, I do. I do for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just interestingly that inadvertently or maybe inadvertently, I don't know. I just think that, I think people were very surprised by the humanity of the movie, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think we all, it's something we obviously all want to see right now. For sure. Do you think the style of the movie, like, and, and they're actually making a Jackass 4. I, I hope maybe you get to make an appearance in that too if you hit it off with Tremaine. Um, <laughs> but uh, do you think the style of the movie resonates with, like, younger generations more now because we're in the era of, like, TikTok and YouTube stars and, like, these reality-based things all the time that something authentic like this can hit them a little harder? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. That's really well stated. Yes, I do. I hadn't thought about that. Um, yes, I do. I mean, those guys are really, they're, they're just very smart people. So I feel like they, you know, uh, you know, there's a moment I think somebody mentioned where, um, I mean, I can, well, it's not a spoiler because the movie's out, mm -hmm. but when he's being held off the roof and there's a woman videotaping him with her phone and she's like, somebody should call somebody you know we <laughs> yeah. can call somebody as she's taping it on her phone and it's just such a like 
it's so where we are, you know, is, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know that, that I'm, that moment struck me when I first saw the movie, there were, there are a few moments like that with it, which I think those guys are smart enough to leave in because they know that that's kind of, that's just, that's where we are as a society at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think I smiled and laughed harder at the end credits of this film because you got to see like people's genuine reactions afterwards yeah. on yeah. top of it. And, and it, it actually, it was quite nice to see those, uh, the women in the gallery, like kind of come around you and console I know, you. And those that. sweet women. They were, they, those women smelled so nice and they were like <laughs> just the sweetest. They all like were just the sweetest women. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> they had wonderful hugs. Well, that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm glad for all its success. This is great for you. Um, I think you've done an amazing job in the last few years, like you said, like taking chances, growing as an actress and all that with a little one at home. That's amazing to me oh, as a person. Thank you. Thank who I, you. Um, I think that should absolutely be celebrated, but uh, not to sound too guidance counselor. You kind of brought it up to begin, uh, at the beginning, but where do you see like your career heading in the next few years? Like, did you have goals that got delayed with, bones being such a hit for so long or do you want to do more movies um yeah I don't you know I try not to think about it as like anything getting delayed because you know gosh it's like also to work on a show like that for a long time is really is really a gift and was so great um I I think at this point it's not even really about tv or movies it's the it's the people involved and the and the role and it's like is that some somebody you want to spend a couple months or years of your life with, are they people you want to be with? You know, that's sort of becoming more important, you know, when you have kids and as you get older, it's like, all right, is this something I want to spend my life, you know, my time doing? But sure. um, I think, I mean, comedy is always something that I've been really interested in. And I, I'm, I feel so lucky to have been able to have been a part of this. And that's something I would love to keep trying and, um, I don't know. There's so many great roles for women now that it makes it no matter where they are, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. It's like, there's just, there's just so many more and there's, um, than when I started and that's so exciting to just be able to, um, have opportunities like that. So, well, it's, you're doing a great job. It's, it's amazing what you can pull off. Like I said, as a, as a parent of two young kids, I, I, it's hard to even get out of bed some days because <laughs> um, you're so exhausted. So I, I commend the effort. Um, one of those things is For All Mankind. I know this is a Netflix podcast, but I, I, I do watch other things. Um, right. But So how was that experience and, and how has the reception been for you? They're in the middle of season two right now. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, the character I play doesn't really come in until now. She sort of, oh. they, they sort of set up this... Um, the militarization of the moon. It's, it's, a, it's a reimagining of, of the space race between um, the U.S. and the Soviets and it's sort of this, you know, each each season is a different um, decade of the of the world and of the, you know, this this, you know, space race. So I, th this militarization has started with season two and um, we are now 
on the moon with with guns basically <laughs> i think i can say that because i think it, i know it's aired um so um yeah that was that was really that's been the production value and the people involved on that show is, are wonderful and um that was a real that was really fun to make it was fun to go from like pranking people to being in a spacesuit for 12 hours a day <laughs> yeah what a wild turn <laughs> yeah would- for sure and I don't think that's much of a, a spoiler as I when I was looking at the poster, you can actually see like an astronaut holding a gun. And I was oh, like, good. Oh, OK, good. Right. Oh, great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to hold a gun in a spacesuit. I'll tell you that. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it seems like you could pull anything off if Bad Trip taught me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Think- Thank you. Yeah, especially just that farmer's market scene. I think we can all agree just the the mix of everything there. Totally, you could do anything you want. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, this was great. Appreciate you taking the time and and talking with us today. And everybody should go out and check out uh, Bad Trip if they haven't already. Like I said, it's been so popular. I don't even know if I need to say that. Um, But it was definitely something that during these times, I think a lot of people needed a laugh. And I think they definitely got it with this film. So congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. You had really you have wonderful questions. So thank you. Oh, thank Not you. everyone does. <laughs> so thank you very much. I do my best. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon.